0: the World War I veteran. With another Veterans Day having come and gone, I find myself recalling a conversation I had years and years ago in a veterans hospital in Martinez, California, with an old, gray-bearded survivor of World War I named Walter. At the time, he had really impressed me with his vivid memories of the war that was going to end all wars. He recalled with great nostalgia Everything from the sickening smell of mustard gas to the muddy, rat-infested trenches he had hunkered down in for months at a time. He talked at length about all the horrifying battlefield deaths that he had witnessed and how lucky he had been to make it back to his beloved home state of Tennessee alive. He also repeated with great emotion and clarity the following two stanzas from his favorite poem, In Flanders Fields. In Flanders' fields the poppies blow Between the crosses, row on row, that mark our place. And in the sky the larks, still bravely singing, scarce cares heard amid the guns below. We are the dead. Short time ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow. Loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. With his eyes growing wet, he added, that was the most god awful war that ever was. It sounds like you had a pretty tough time, I said. Sonny, he finally replied, the sad fact is that it was also the best time of my life. I don't understand, I said. How can the worst time of your life also be the best time of your life? He sat up a little straighter in his wheelchair and took a deep drag off of a cigarette that he wasn't supposed to be smoking. Do you know how many people on this here earth have died in wars, and in just this century alone? I shook my head, no. Hell, it only took Hitler about 4 or 5 years to knock off 40 million all by himself. Add in my war, Korea, your war, and all the other little wars that are always going on someplace. I bet we're talking over 100 million. Easy. The number seemed mind-boggling. He rolled his wheelchair closer to my bed. I bet you think everyone in their right mind hates wars, don't you, Sonny? I thought about it for a moment and nodded my head, yes. Well, Sonny, you're wrong. If everyone hated it, we'd stop doing it now, wouldn't we? I smiled and it seemed to upset him. I'm serious, he said. We make war awful appealing. And for a lot of guys like me, it's the biggest adventure of our life. Hell... I got to see all kinds of places I would never seen otherwise, met all kinds of interesting people, and everyone treated me like a king when I got back home. Plus the whole time I was overseas, I pretty much got to act as crazy and stupid as I wanted. I guess once people agree that killing each other is okay, then all the other rules get tossed into the crapper too. His expression turned even more serious and he lowered his voice. I don't mind telling my war story, Sonny. Fact is, I love to tell them. There ain't much else to do in here anyway. But every generation also owes it to the next to tell some of the truth about war too. How it ain't all medals and glory. How damn scary the fighting is. How all the wrong people always end up getting themselves killed. How bloody and ugly the dying is. And how few times, It settles a goddamn thing. He put out his cigarette with his arthritic fingers, field-stripped it, placed the filter in his shirt pocket, and positioned his wheelchair to leave. It's been good talking to you, Sonny. I appreciate you stopping by, I said. I always make it a point to welcome you Vietnam boys. It was nice meeting you, Walter. My pleasure. And don't forget, somewhere along the line... Try to remind a few people in that next generation just how god-awful war really is. I nodded my head that I would.